This, this is your wake up call. The Breakfast Club, the show you love to hate. From the East to the West Coast. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. The realest show on the planet. This is why I respect this show because this is a voice to society. Changing the game. You guys are the, the coveted morning show, but y'all earn that. Impacting the culture. They wake up in the morning and they, they want to hear that Breakfast Club. The world's most dangerous morning show. We in the mother. We in the- Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, DJ Envy. Charlemagne the Guy. Peace to the planet. It's Tuesday. Yes, it's Tuesday. Yes, I messed up my Zen like aura this morning. Why? What you do? Because I was riding into work listening to Oprah Super Soul podcast, like I like to do. And then I stopped because I remember I wanted to listen to the Chloroseptic remix. Okay. How was that? It's dope. Yeah, it's, it's really, really good. dope. Two chains got busy. Eminem got busy. Fresher got busy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems like Eminem is responding to a lot of the criticism that his album was trash. Okay. And Walk on Water was trash. Oh, he did a new verse and everything. Did a new verse. Oh, okay. Absolutely I didn't did hear a new yet. verse. Yes, absolutely did a new verse. But he, he absolutely smoked that record. He did. But I'm not going to let it distract me from the fact that Revival was trash, though. Okay. And Walk on Water was trash. In your, whole- in your opinion. In my opinion. You heard the whole revival? I didn't hear the whole Absolutely. Thing yet. He does have one record on there that's real dope uh, with Alicia Keys because I feel like everything he's been trying to say uh-huh. about Trump and politics and being woke, he said in that record. Okay. But other than that, uh, I'm not here for Thurgood Marshall Matters. No. Oh. Right. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not here for that. Woke Eminem is garbage. Right, well, I, I think get it's the... great when people have some beliefs that they want to express and oh, I encourage absolutely. it. absolutely. I love when white people use their, their privilege to combat prejudice, but uh, you can still be dope when you do it. Well, I'll get the remix on in the mix. Then. Remix is dope, though. He smoked that. I'll definitely get that on. And we got some special guests joining us. We have the cast of Den of Thieves joining us. Yes. That's uh, 50 Cent. That's uh, O'Shea Jackson Jr. That's Gerard Butler and Pablo Marcus, Schreiber. And Pablo Porn Schreiber. stash from Orange is the New Black. Listen, I didn't know Gerard Butler was such a sex symbol. These oh, my God. Gerard love- Butler is huge. They love him. Don't you remember when they, when they said Gerard Butler was coming up here, I was, I was excited. No, I ain't, I ain't, was- I ain't, I'm not talking about his status. I said I didn't know he was such a sex Simple. No, ladies yeah, love him. Are you yeah, kidding Yeah, ladies me? love Gerard. If Gerard. you see 300, that's part of the reason why. Oh, he showed his penis? No, he's like half naked yeah. on the whole thing. You ever seen 300? No, I haven't actually. Really? No, there's nothing about a bunch of white guys uh, going crazy, killing people that excites me. Sorry. No, that's uh, a great movie. No, it's a wonderful movie. I'm sure it is. But right. I didn't watch it. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well. All right. Well, let's get the show cracking. Front page news. What are we talking about? Yes. Let's talk about investors in Apple. They want Apple to fight iPhone addiction among kids. And we'll give you some of those numbers. And guess what? What? If you take this as a man that is linked to infertility, we'll tell you what you need to be aware of. Okay. And also from the Source we know magazine. Not taking it. <laughs> yeah, I could try it now. <laughs> I don't think anything will work. But from the Source magazine, Londell McMillan will be joining us too. We'll kick it with him as well. Right, it's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Now we got to salute Alabama. Last night they beat Georgia for the national championship. They came back. They were down, I think, seven nothing. Was it seven nothing? A six nothing. They came back and won last night. So congratulations to them. Their quarterback is actually a freshman from Hawaii. I can't pronounce his name, but it's like, but he is from Hawaii. Yeah, salute Alabama. Um, I started to watch that game, but then I saw Donald Trump walk out on the field. When I saw Dope Forty Five come out there, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna drink this tea and go to sleep. I'm gonna drink this sour sop tea and relax. 
All right. Now, mm-hmm. where you want to start? You want to start with your president year or where you want to go? Well, let's start talking about Apple. Now, investors in Apple, they have about $2 billion in funds that uh, they own about $2 billion in Apple stock between them. They want Apple to actually uh, work on fighting iPhone addiction among kids. Now, what they have found is that there's a lot of detrimental effects of smartphone addiction that includes being less attentive in class, insufficient sleep, and a higher risk of depression and suicide. They did an open letter that was posted online over the weekend, and they want Apple to set an example about the obligations of technology companies to their youngest customers. So basically add some parental controls to their devices, limit the time kids can spend on them, and what content they can access. I'm going to be totally honest with you. That's not Apple's that's problem. That's a parent's That's problem. not Apple's fault. Yeah, I like, agree. That's like saying that, you know, uh, alcohol companies have to do that, cigarette companies have to do that. Like, no. People need to regulate their kids' iPhone Well, use. it's not that they have to, but what they're saying is that they could really set an example to the whole industry. You can't no, set an that's example. that's not their responsibility. No no. Absolutely well, not Apple their responsibility. Well, Apple responded and, you know, they said we are committed to meeting and exceeding our customers' expectations, especially when it comes to protecting kids. Yeah, they're going to try to please any Anybody, but that's the parents. That is that is absolutely decision. not Apple's uh, responsibility to monitor your kid's iPhone. Even with my daughter. My daughter's only allowed to play on the iPhone maybe an hour a day, and it's usually some type of learning app or something like that. But, yeah, that, I limit that. Yeah, not you, Apple. You, you treat the iPhone the same way our parents used to treat TV. Mm-hmm. You've been in front of that TV too long now, boy. Go read a book. You know what I'm saying? Go read a book or something. Mm-hmm. And you do it now. I do it now with my kids. My kids get like an hour of TV a week. All right. And let's talk about ibuprofen. Ibuprofen is uh, painkillers, is pain relievers like Advil and Motrin. And what they are saying that it has been linked to male fertility. So if you take that in doses, and a lot of athletes use that, some of them use it every day, uh, some young men developed a hormonal condition that is linked to reduced fertility. But they did say if you take a small amount that it can be reversible. So just be careful if you're taking that. So ibuprofen makes you less fertile. Yes. Yeah, if wow. you take it uh, frequently. So Antonio Cromartie must uh, take a lot. Have ne- has never taken never ibuprofen taken ever in his life. Never in his life. Mm. All right. Anything else we talking about on front page news? I uh, know that's it. Okay. All right. Now, get it off your chest. Is next eight hundred five eight five one zero five one. If you're upset, you need to vent. Hit us up right now. Maybe you had a bad night, a bad morning, and you want to vent a little bit. Or maybe you feel blessed. You want to spread some positivity. Call us right now. Phone lines are wide open. 800-585-1051. Hit us up right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Pick up the mother, mother phone and this is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So you better have the same energy. Yeah. Hello, who's this? Britannica. Hey, Mama, get it off your chest. I'm, I feel that I'm blessed because um, I'm a hard-working woman. I'm a wife, and then I just graduated in September with my master's, and then months later, I received a great job on the base. So I feel that after being a United States veteran for so long, I was like, that's a blessing to me because yesterday was the worst. I get almost to work, and I had a blowout. A blowout? So what do you like, mean? Like, on my car, my... Oh, a tire blew up. Yes. Oh. And then the car that I drive, they don't even give me spare tires. So I was like, I had to get my car towed. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to be late to work. And this is my first month there. Oh, damn. Well, congratulations, baby. You sound like, I don't know. What the hell is she talking about? I don't know. She said she got to work and had a blowout. I thought a Dominican did her head. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Aaron calling from Indianapolis. Hey, what's up, Aaron? Get it off your chest. Hey, before I get it off my chest, is Angela there? She's here. Nope. <laughs> 
Hey, Angela. Uh, hey. I'm pretty sure you don't remember me, but I was the guy that was blowing you up on Twitter for um, for Trav's um, Instagram. Oh. Uh, okay. Is it, um? what is your uh, Twitter name? It's a black guy or something? It's a, it's a black man. Yeah. I-S-S-A black man. Travis taking him. Sorry. Yeah, Travis has a boyfriend. Yeah, I understand that, but he seemed like a cool guy. I just want to be his friend, but that that don't matter no more. Basically, what he's saying is, if he get next to Travis, he can convince Travis to cheat. That's what you're trying to say. No, I'm saying he had a a great personality. He seemed like a cool person. I just wanted my circle to be, you know, with people that's cool like that. But let me get off my. So you want Travis in your circle? Definitely want Travis in your circle. (laughs) What? Y'all, y'all, y'all been messy. I don't got time for it. Let me get off my chest. Because it's important. Okay, um, I was on social media yesterday, and I saw that Nipsey, uh, what's his name, Nipsey Hustle. Nipsey Hustle. Yeah, him. That, oh, I saw that. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he gonna get up on social media and say that if you're um, a homosexual man, that you're not a real black man. And I just thought that was just so stupid. Like, even if you don't agree with the the lifestyle, you don't gotta get on social media and badmouth the gays. You know what I'm saying? Did right, Nipsey really say that? We got it. We're gonna get into that. We'll tell you exactly what he said, and we'll talk about that just for you this morning. I didn't see it. Did Nipsey right, really? I, I, that don't sound like. But Nipsey, um, I just want to say, I see that you're also uncircumcised. Why is that? How did you see that? He, he hung re- up. But he how tweeted did you see it. That? Oh, why'd you hang up on him? He so hung fast? up. I didn't hang up. Goodness gracious! Get it off your chest. Eight hundred five eight five one zero five one. If you're upset and you need to vent, it's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake up! Wake up! Wake your ass! This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Hi, y'all. This is Kim. Hey, get it I off your chest. Yeah, that, y'all do that to me all the time. What, y'all what are we doing? Hold, and a no. bunch of those commercials. You okay, we back, we back, we back. There you go. Get it off your chest, mama. <sighs> Where do I start? First of all, Happy New Year. I'm so happy to talk to y'all. and talk to y'all so long. Happy, happy New Year. Year. So it was happy belated birthday, um, Angela Lee. Thank you. Thank anyway, you, I'm mad because I called y'all, and I was on hold. Just like how y'all got that commercial, I got that commercial the whole time. So I heard y'all talking to other people, asking them why they mad. But I couldn't even get on the phone and tell y'all why I'm mad because I'm listening to y'all. Then I had to start listening. So I was on hold. For, I was on that. I was on y'all blind for like 20 minutes. I'm super for hanging. But you know, I love the BK Club. <laughs> Okay. Anyways, okay. I love the BK Club. What is the BK Club? Oh, ain't no BK. Oh, BK is Burger King. You know what? You know what? You tell me, go start. This is the new year. Get your act right today. You need to get your act right. Ain't no BK Club. She gave us a little nickname. That don't even yeah. make no sense. It's bre- you know what? You don't make sense. You don't make sense for taking all that another week off for vacation. How about that? Oh, my that's, yeah, that's a damn lie. My G, she every, said. Every, every, yeah, every, exactly. every, uh, every morning show in America took off to the eighth. No, no, well, you shouldn't do it. Everybody else yeah. came back on time. You no. come back on time. I, I'm going to use my days, just like the white man used his. Well, you ain't white. You ain't got to be like I'm like, 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 Call us the Breakfast Club. BC. <laughs> no. BK is I'll Brooklyn. BK is Burger King. Like me a face. How about that, my 
Yeah, she's a snack. Go go shave your arms, okay? Go shave your arms. No, you go take a black peel. How about that? Wax over your lips. Okay, this is like a left turn. All right, guys. All right, gosh. Wax over your lips. What just happened? Okay. I know you want to have a little extra fur because it's cold out, but shave, boo. Hello, who's this? What's up, Envy? Hey, Trap. Trap, somebody. Hey, ye. Trap, people are asking about you all morning. I told them you're taking, Trap, but they don't care. <laughs> Where's Charlemagne? What's up, Charlemagne? What's up, my brother? Hi, sis. How are Listen, you? Listen, I'm, 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 I'm pissed right now, and I got to talk about... He probably a friend of y'all show, and I don't even care. Uh-oh. Nipsey Hussle. Okay, what happened now? Tell us. Talk, uh, he called talk to talk about Nipsey Hussle, too? Okay. Yes, I did. So, Nipsey... I'm sure y'all know Nipsey Hussle took this picture... And he posted it on his Instagram. There's three things that he pinpointed in his little caption that he didn't see within the picture. And he said that he didn't see a black violent man. He didn't see a black man that was an abandoner. And he didn't see a black homosexual man. Now, the problem that I have with that is that he thinks putting that picture up there with all of those young men within that picture, it just reminds me of growing up where I didn't have anybody there to represent me. And he thinks it's a good thing that he, I don't know if he thinks that because you're homosexual, you can't shape and form the young mind of a black man. But there are a lot of successful black gay men out there in this world that can definitely talk to young black men. Like, I don't know if he think they were sitting there talking about sex to them, but there are a lot of successful black gay men who can shape, you know, the mind of young black men out there in this world. All right. I think he was trying to explain himself. So we're going to... Yeah, I saw his explanation. I mean, I I don't even know what the Nipsey Hussle situation is, but I mean, yeah, you're absolutely right when you say that black gay men can shape the minds of other black gay men. I mean, last time I checked, wasn't James Baldwin gay? And not only that, you don't even have to, like, it's not about black gay men shaping the minds of other black gay men. Other men, just shaping other the minds, people. Just, yeah, just shaping the minds of young black men, period. Well, what the like, hell did I just why say? Can't you, why- you said other black gay men. Oh, I meant other black men, period. You know what the hell I meant, Trav. But but yeah, I mean last time I checked, last time I checked, James Baldwin was was gay, and I mean I can't think of a more brilliant mind than him. Not only that, you can have a you can have a Don Lemon talk to the young mind. You can have now, a. We're not gonna Ocean. go from James Baldwin to Don Lemon, okay? But I understand what you're saying. All right, like stop. I but get, we'll get I get into it. it this morning because a lot of people were very passionate about this topic. Thank you, Trav. And 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 just to let Nipsey know, like he's also the same person that a couple of years ago. He agreed with somebody on Instagram that black women are disgraced to our culture. Like, Nipsey, you're the last person to hear me talking about who and your crib. Like, boy, stop. I don't even know if half of this Trump stuff is true. I haven't heard these things about well, Nipsey before. He did post it on his Instagram. He, po- he, did say, he didn't say that about women. I refuse. No, no, to I don't that. know about the women no. thing. But all right, we'll get into that later. All right, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. We got rumors on the way? All right, well, since everybody's talking about Nipsey Hussle and what he had to say on social media, let's get into that. All right, all that and more. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It ain't safe, it ain't safe, it ain't safe. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk the weekend. It's time. She's spilling the tea. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, The weekend had been working with H&M. He did some collections with them in the past. And he did the whole Selected by the weekend, And he was very upset over the ad controversy with H&M where the young black uh, man had on, young black boy had on a coolest monkey in the jungle hoodie. 
Now he tweeted out, woke up this morning shocked and embarrassed by this photo. I'm deeply offended and will not be working with H&M anymore. So that's it. Hey, once again, H&M, you have all these culturally clueless people working for you, clearly, because somebody could have spotted that and told you that was going to be a problem. But more importantly, weekend, don't give the money back. All right, drop H&M, but please keep the check, all right? Well, he, he, did he say he was giving the money back? I don't know. I'm just, throwing, I'm just throwing it out there just in case. Don't give the spent. money back. If they ask for the money back, like, nope. All right, now Joey Badass has joined Title. He's going to be doing a new podcast. He said, I have a podcast called 47 Minutes coming to Title real soon. If Retweet if you'll tune in to hear me talk about ish from hip-hop, politics, spirituality, and whatever the F else I want. So <laughs> wouldn't be mad at that at all. Salute to Joey Badass. I like that guy, man. He put out a real dope album last year. Yes. And speaking about putting out uh, dope music and other products, Cat mm-hmm. Williams is doing a stand-up. And it's called Great America, and that's going to be on Netflix on January 16th. That's from his tour that he did last year. Here is a little snippet. Riots used to be some black white people. Let me just say y'all are terrible at it. No damage at all. White people just out there shaking their signs hard. (laughs) Trump said the leaks are real, but the news is fake. That's like the police pull you over, you tell them the blunt ain't real. But the smoke is. Netflix has really cornered the market yeah. on comedy specials. They've huh? been doing their thing with comedy specials. I'm I want to see that. I'm here for the Cat Williams comedy special. Absolutely. Yeah, even though he calls me Charlemagne the Dog, but I'm still here. You still does that? I haven't heard him do it in a while, but I'm, I'm here for it. Well, it's January 16th. All right, now let's get into what a lot of people were calling up about this morning. It's a black man on Twitter called and Trav called in, and they were mad about these comments by Nipsey Hussle. Now, Nipsey Hussle posted a picture. And it's a, a, you know, a whole group of young black men in a room. And he said, demonstration speaks louder than conversation. They're going to feed us every image of our men and boys. But this one, no hyperviolent, no homosexual, no abandoners, just strong black men and young men. Respect to my big homie for leading with love and intelligence. God is with us. Who can go against us? All right. Well. This uh, caused a firestorm, and he was going back and forth with DeRay. He said, I ain't got to be politically correct because I ain't standing on nobody else's platform. I believe in love and acceptance, but you ain't going to piss on my head and tell me it's raining. None. I see what's going on. Y'all should, too. Victory lap, February 16th, 2018. That's what you mean, the album's D- coming. You mean D-Ray activist. Yes. Now, that's who he was going back and forth with because basically DeRay said you listed three qualities as equally negative, violent, gay, and abandoner, and as the opposite of strong. What made you assume everyone in the picture was straight? Are you saying that to be against homophobia is to succumb to the mainstream media? Now, Nipsey responded, I listed three qualities overrepresented in the mainstream media's narrative of what a black man is. Point out the first lie. I never assumed they were all straight. I noted that they weren't being framed by the media as gay and I have no opinion about what a person's sexual preference is that's their God given right and I'm not God now if we can't agree that life imitates art and the balanced representation of our people is important then we will agree to disagree and wish each other the best well both both sides uh, the LGBT community and Nipsey are essentially saying the same thing don't stereotype us Nipsey is saying the media often overrepresents these stereotypical images of black men super thug super gay super deadbeat and the gay men are telling Nipsey don't stereotype us because a lot of us look just like the guys posted in that picture. So they're both essentially saying the same thing. Don't stereotype us. Now, DeRay responded, I've never thought that gay black men were overrepresented in the media, but their original point is that gay is not a bad thing, not synonymous with violent abandoner and not the opposite of strong. So, you know, Nipsey was just trying to point out that he does not look down on gay people at all. He loves all God's children. 
All right, so that is just the synopsis of what happened in case you missed it. I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right, now when we come back, we have the cast of Den of Thieves in the building. 50 Cent, O'Shea Jackson Jr., Gerard Butler, and Pablo Schreiner. Did and I we say need, and we need Schreiber. To, and, Schreiber. And speaking of stereotyping gays, mm-hmm. we need to find out why 50 is always trying to stereotype Puffy as a gay man. Oh, All right, goodness. we need to get to the bottom of this, goddamn. My goodness. All right. All right, when we come back, keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. We got some special guests in the building. Hey, you know, Fifty always up to something. I'm here, baby. The cast of Den of Thieves. Yeah, yeah. Fifty Cent, O'Shea right Jackson, junior. Gerard Butler. He's a junior. <laughs> junior. And Pablo Schreiber. Cornstash. Pablo just farted. Yeah. Pablo just farted. By the way. Do you get that a lot? Cornstash. Well, I get it sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't wear it in real life. I don't bring. I don't travel with it. Gotcha. <laughs> now tell us about this flick, Den of Thieves. Oh man, it's action packed. It's you're gonna see a different version of Gerard Butler. You never seen this version. It's mm-hmm. a whole new character, a whole new energy. It's a bad man. Bad man He's in bad this man. one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you're a corrupt police officer. Uh, yeah. I, I, I guess area. if you're saying it, I wouldn't call myself a corrupt police officer. You know, I think I'm just doing doing my job. But I like this bad man. <laughs> yeah, I think that's, listen, that's the cool thing about it is you, you know, there's no real good or bad in this. You know, you, you kind of follow the bad guys as much as you do the good guys. You know, you kind of get both sides of the story. So, yeah, you see the impact that living the life that we do takes on us. And uh, I definitely i am living a pretty dark Dark life. <laughs> what, kind of, what kind of research did you do on on cops in America to to, to do that? Because you know cops can be real crooked here. Well, we just hung out with a lot of cops. We, we hung out with sheriff's department, um, cops, some detectives. Sat with them, went through the stories, went on the road with them, and um, you know just kind of heard where they were coming from. See some of the cases they've had to deal with. You know the kind of impact it has on their lives. Yeah, exactly. Where you know where they have to go. Talking about when they're dealing with some dodgy characters. Um, you know, when when you're dealing with the worst kind of people, then sometimes you got to be as bad as them. You know, if you want to well. win, and that's what this movie's about. It's about it's about two different tribes that want to win, and they're both willing to go, you know, do what it takes to get there. Now, with the iconic movie Three Hundred, right? Mm-hmm. Iconic movie. What made you want to work with hip hop royalty and hip hop legends over there? Did, did you listen to Fifty Cent's music before? Did of course you know? he did. But, but, did, he, did he? Of course he did. Madness. Besides, I get money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I love Fifty. I love. No, I do. Yeah, I do. I mean, and I've actually, you know, I've worked with Ludacris. I've worked with Jamie Foxx. You know, this is the coolest part with, of hip hop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I'm always on the rise, and finally, I've got to work with Fifty. This so, is it, baby. I, I am made. No. It's um, listen. It, t- t- to be honest, to get these guys in the movie, it's been awesome. I think people are way more excited about him being in the movie than me. So I'm, <laughs> I'll take it all, all the way to the bank. But not true. This is not quite true. Look, they are really excited about you being in the movie. I'm excited to be there. You know, put it this way: nobody at the source hosted screening tonight is coming for Gerard. But. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah
You know how I am, man. Like, if I ain't got the bag, I don't really start the conversation. Nah, especially if you respect the man. Because the stars just gave you a bag. You got people to feed. You got family to feed, everything else, so... You come when the bag is there. Stars just gave you the bag. We seen the numbers that bigger. just came in. Bag but that was, that, was just for, that was just for me. I'm recovering. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm recovering. I'm recovering, baby. Now, you know, watch the bounce back now. <laughs> you was down back. I was down. I was down. Yeah, you was down. Yeah, yeah, I, was down. Yeah. I said, get back. It's like, what, what's going on here? I don't feel like me right now. <laughs> you know? Do you feel like you could uh, potentially rob a bank after filming a movie like this and learning how? <laughs> Incriminate yourself. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I have all the tricks now. Watch out. The Federal Reserve better uh, increase their security because me and 50 and O'Shea are coming after them. How, how do you they, know they didn't? Usually yeah. the people yeah. who do rob banks rob them several times. Right. They were very nice, they by the way. They get away a few times. How you know this? And let us put it in the movie. I just did a little research about this before. Because I always oh, think yeah. that's interesting because it is giving away all the secrets of how to rob a bank because you have to make it as realistic as possible. Yeah, yeah, we tried to be very realistic. Obviously, there, you know, uh, Christian Gutigast, our director, did a lot of research, and uh, the the scenes that take place inside the Federal Reserve are are thoroughly researched, um, and it looks amazing. Yeah, it looks like right. just like the the real location. So, um, but you know, uh, you got to hope that uh, a place <laughs> like the Federal Reserve kept some secrets to themselves. Yeah. <laughs> is it true that, that they, they kept? Actually... By the way, we, I, I went to the Federal Reserve, and I got to say, there is no f- robbing that bank. But do they throw thirty million in cash away a day? Is that true? Trillion. They have. I, I don't know how much they do a day, but that that particular one in LA has literally trillions of dollars in it yeah, at any one time. They shred the old bills. They shred all the old bills, 30 million a day, they said. Oh, yeah, yeah, at least 30 million a day. Oh, my yeah. goodness. That's great. It's very frustrating to be there when that happens. They just start chilling. <laughs> Come on, guys. I don't know that I can do with this. Just passes a few hundred thousand. This is your first role since Great Out of Compton? No, no, no. This is my third one. Third. Uh, yeah, I think Ingrid goes west to Indy, but this one, this uh, this another blockbuster. First major, but like, okay. Tell my Indy got picked up because you always make that seem like it's small. Oh, yeah, yeah. Deal. You know, uh, my Ingrid goes west. I, I ended up getting uh, top ten performances at Sundance for mm-hmm. that. And, you know, that's a big deal with my family. Sundance don't really... You know, be knocking on the Cube family door, door. all the time. <laughs> you know, you know. So you had one up on Pops. Oh, no. Please. He brought me life. It's <laughs> <laughs> hard to get that one up. Why'd you choose Dinner Thieves? Look at the look at the names on the list. Yeah. You know, I, I know I needed I needed when you go indie after something like straight out of Compton, you know, I needed another good uppercut to this combo. And you know this is a you know this is a, a, a action packed movie. It lets me show my range as an actor. You know besides rapping and you know dancing on stage and all that. So it, it allowed me to, to show a different level of my skills. And you know I got you, you see the group I'm with. Mm-hmm. It, it just seemed like a home run. So why not take it? The, the part two, the lighter skinned ice cube uh-huh. is going to be bigger. Come on now, then the darker. Take it easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a lot of pressure. This right is there. I'm just trying to be the iPhone too. It's going <laughs> <big. laughs> to be bigger. It's off to a great start. <laughs> it's, this is a rocket. But here. Daddy had the music too, though. I remember when he was OMG. Oh, now I oh I got something coming for you. With one he of got, some, later got some on. stuff, yeah. but don't don't worry, my uncle halftime got me. He got it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got more of the cast of Dinnethies. When we come back, don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. 
Good morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. We have the cast of Den of Thieves, new movie in the building, 50 Cent, O'Shea Jackson Jr., Gerard Butler, and Pablo Schreiber. Yee. So, 50, would you be against playing the cop role in this movie, or you feel like you got to be the bad guy? I like the, the bad guy. Like the bad guy? Look, I read this script. Six, I read this six, six years ago. I don't mind being typecast. Okay. I'm a rapper. Draws is a little bigger. But this is the way it went. This is how it went, okay? <laughs> like the whole the whole the whole energy, like you know, to getting it together. Look, Pablo got so into it while we was training that he was like Evan, he was like, Evan Jones, Cheddar Bob, man. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. Look, he's like what the? Because he was having like cheddar ball moments <laughs> while we was like doing the training. It was like it was ill because he had us doing a lot of drills and a lot of stuff that became like first nature for us. Like by the time we got done in the first two weeks, we was doing it mm-hmm. in in a, in a different setting. We wasn't in the trees. It wasn't. It was in the urban setting. But to get it right, we we worked through the process. Gerard, right? you know who cheddar Bob is? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> was there any pressure with him? I'm going 90% of what he said, so I just... <laughs> it's not, yes. It was, it, was, it was with our clique, though. That's right. He was our crew, so he wasn't, like, in a lot of scenes with. Was there any but, pressure uh, with him, though? Because since he's such an established actor, like, you know, I got to make sure I don't look bad at all. <laughs> I come like that all the time. Mm-hmm. Every I, day. When, especially when, like, because I did with Righteous Kill with Pacino and De Niro. Mm-hmm. Since then, like, I, I got De Niro to do freelancers with me. Mm-hmm. And that was like a passion project. So, I, like, because it was my, I started in it, and he was support him and Forrest Whitaker. Following that project, I really didn't really feel pressure like that until, like, when you get a chance to look back at all of the performances. Because Gerard got a lot of scenes I'm away from me, mm-hmm. and I watch it, and I'm like, and I don't hear the accent, and I don't hear any of the stuff that you see right now. Right. You're not gonna see this in the movie because it's a whole nother thing that he built, and it, it's what makes it exciting. You know what I mean? I know when people see it, it's going to blow them away. And uh, a lot of the, in the movie, I have a lot of one-on-one with Gerard. So, you know, me being the new dude. Oh, you know, Jackson it, Jr., huh? It was, uh, you know, of course that pressure's there, but it's more like uh, uh, butterflies before a game, you know? Like, oh, no, no, no. So oh. for those who didn't think I get beat up enough in Straight Outta Compton, <laughs> please get me in this movie. Try. <laughs> and there's, there's a scene where, uh, you know, the police uh, have me, mm-hmm. and they're choking me out. And, you know, Gerard being the professional that he is, you know, he's not really trying to put it on me, but I had to let him know, you know, I've been a little brother before. You can choke me out. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, you know, we really got down in that scene. It's one of my favorite scenes in the movie. And, uh, you know, I, I definitely felt the pressure, but did I not handle my own? I, I got to say, I, I've, I've made a lot of movies where I've had to beat the shit out of people. Mm-hmm. I have never had to beat the shit out of anybody as much as I did. <laughs> and he took it like a tripper. Like, I mean, I, I was Come very, on. very impressed. And Come on, talking man. about earlier his performance, he I would <laughs> sit at times watching him doing his thing and it would blow me away. Really? How, seriously, how brilliant. Every time you get something different, every time it would be totally believable and every time it would take me by surprise. And, uh, and, 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 Pretty much every scene I had with him, I was smacking him, punching him, choking him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> police and he procedure. Never, never, yeah, he never, um, never complained. He just got on with it and turned in. But you Ice Cube son, though. I'm sure you get hands put on you growing up by, by daddy. I don't get choked out. He not Homer Simpson my about daddy. It. <laughs> <laughs> you know? it's a, but, uh, you know, it, it's, it's for the art. 
You know, I, I went to I went to college for for cinema. You know, USC fight on. So like, you know, it, I'm I'm a film student at heart. And See, I didn't know the, that. Yeah, mm-hmm. a lot of the times when when you know you're making your short films for for class or whatever, you ain't got necessarily the budget or or whatever. You got to cheat some stuff. And I know a lot of the times you got to go for the scene if we want to get out of here. And so you know, it's cool. So everybody thinks it's nepotism. They think you just popped up in the straight out of Compton movie because yeah. you choose some, but you actually put in that work. Yeah, I was I was at USC for two years before Straight Outta Compton was even being uh, like talked about as a as a serious film. Wow! And during my second year, he you know he was like, "Yo, you know, you want to do this?" And uh, from there, it, it's blown up into something like Den of Thieves, where I, I feel passionate about it and and I love the story. And now, uh, you know, they might start taking your boy serious. Do people ever question if you could really act simply because in the role of an NBA movie you played your father? Of course, but yeah. but that's the, that's just them making it easy for me because your expe- expectations are so low. Your dad didn't want to give you that run. role. He yeah. didn't even want to give that to you. He no, I had to like, work for two years mm-hmm. for that. And then the these for sure made me work as Donnie Wilson. I had I definitely had my hard days, and though I didn't complain in front of you. No, when I got in the car, I let y'all have it. <laughs> I cried in the car. I cried in the car. <laughs> His problem is he doesn't shut up in between scenes. No. He, has, he, just, he goes on and he has an amazing mind and he just goes on and he streams of consciousness and we'll look around going, is he talking to you? <laughs> Who's he actually talking to? It's six and, and, and we're trying to keep him intimidated so every now and again one of us would just walk over and slap him in the face. <laughs> which he took very well. You know, well we just had to keep him I'm down and go, hey, yeah, I get this that. is no, supposed to be a scary scene. And you are supposed to be intimidated. <laughs> and you'd finish and like literally <laughs> he was about to drop dead and he'd go, hey, anyway, yo, <laughs> what's going on? I'm hungry, man. Let's get some food. Did I ever tell you about the time I... And we're like, <laughs> really isn't having as much of an impact on him. I'm a monster. I'm a monster, man. Now let's talk about this scene that that I seen that they released. Uh, now I'm a father of five. Charlemagne's a father of two girls, and this scene was real close to my heart. Uh-huh. <laughs> this scene was now the reason I, I laugh about this scene because I tell everybody all the time when my daughter goes on her first date, I'm really gonna call fifty by the house. And I, need <laughs> yeah. oh, and I, and I talk about this scene a little bit. Phil. I'm gonna give them that look. They understand that I don't understand. <laughs> right. I will look. I will do it, my man. Don't do this to yourself. You know, like the but the scene was interesting because I had like I got five kids in, in the actual film. Mm. Like I, I, I feel like I'm hiding myself in plain sight. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? While my partner had been away for some time, he'd been locked up. We robbed things in the past, mm-hmm. but his, his attitude got him incarcerated. Mm-hmm. He's not the kind of guy that leaves the people he came with. Okay. Somebody else's mistake, mm-hmm. you know, leads him to the joint. And then my, my daughter is, is 16 years old, so sweet 16. Mm-hmm. And, Sounds um, like Envy's family right here. I don't right. Know. Yeah. <laughs> my daughter's 16. Five kids. He's like, yo, it's my baby right there. <laughs> <laughs> I know what this movie's about. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, he's like, but that, that it's the sweet 16, and, and the, her, uh, her date is like a little football star. And because he comes from, you know, the, uh, the Los Angeles, he got that uh, power roof thing going on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I see it in his... Uh, Pocket Square. Pocket Square. Square. You can pay for that now. Yeah. yeah. And I'm looking like... Because I know exactly what it is. One right here. It's like, come here, let me talk to you for a minute. You know, explain to you. And then it's... it's, I'm just trying to say, at the point that you see... I see that, like, at 16, you know the difference when when you start to not be so cool because you're daddy. Mm -hmm. And then, like, because her social circle is growing. Mm -hmm. And she starts to, you know, have her friends and follow on the trend of things that that they're deciding to like. And... At that point, I'm identifying with having to have that conversation with him instead of speaking to her. Mm-hmm. 
You know what I mean? Because there's a point that you that right. you got to do that. Right. You know, mm-hmm. like, and then this this is me and you talking mm-hmm. with him mm-hmm. instead of her because she's going, I hear you and everything that we know that she would be feeling that she can't express to you at that point because she still sees you like when she was like eight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. like all of that, you just working past that. The same was good. It was so much to work, so many layers to it that, mm-hmm. It, you know, it, it came off pretty good. No, you just basically do, need like, a room full of big Hawaiians to walk your... <laughs> that, that's the end of the story. <laughs> if you have a room full of big Hawaiians to walk your, your girlfriend's uh, 16-year-old date into, then it'll all end happily. Mm. All right, we got more with the cast of Dinner Thieves. When we come back, don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. We have the cast of Dinner Thieves in the building. Mm. Charlamagne? Now, now, Fifth, when you continuously Call Puff gay? Is that affect no. your relationships in Hollywood? I don't go. No, I don't call. I don't call him gay. I said, let I, me read. The, let me read okay, it. Read. Fifth. Oh my god. Sorry, I can no longer That's help confused. you guys. Soon you will all be gay and happy. You are all now left under leadership of Puffy Daddy. Report to the nearest rainbow. Dinner thieves. In Peter's I'm on saying that because of the that what's the name interview? Nori. The Drake Champs. Yes, yes. And he go when they do when you do it, he says things, he doesn't even know what he's saying is like fruity. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like he says something fabulous, and he goes, "Yo, no, we, no, but me and you, we ain't party. Like we need to party." <laughs> what are you talking about? Yo. What is he talking about? When people say that to me, I get a little uncomfortable. <laughs> I get uncomfortable. Like he said, he said something to me one time, a long time ago, oh, at Chris Lighty's wedding. He told me he'd take me shopping. I looked at him like, "What the?" What the, what'd you just say? <laughs> Let me move, man, before I do something. You're going to make me mess up the wedding. Oh, that's oh, a nice gesture. Let's Let me get out of No, dude, take me that's <laughs> still what a guy oh, says to a girl. But you've been getting out for over a decade. I remember when you said... The top feels so much I'm better than the bottom. Yeah, I've been saying this. I've been saying this. You've been saying this. Can we all go? Can I go? When you see you see Jay the kids put his head down like while we we stuck here right now and the cameras just roll, everybody see don't make like it's just me, man. <laughs> Fluffy do some like a little fluffy stuff. Now going you guys on. are all in some hip hop beef, okay? Nah, <laughs> yeah. Nobody got nothing to do with this. What Puffy said about what Puffy said about what do you want to do with fabulous? Has nothing to do with you, Gerard. <laughs> Gerard has no idea who Fabulous is. Pablo and Gerard are now involved in this. How do you spell Fabulous, Gerard? Spell Fabulous. Gerard, spell Fabulous, Gerard. Spell Fabulous. So uh, well, it depends if you're talking F-A-B-O-L-O-U-S. But does it ever affect your relationships in Hollywood? They're like, fifth stop, you no gay bashing. It doesn't, because uh, they know that I'm just, I'm poking at what he's saying. <laughs> and plus, I'm a rapper. Don't give me mogul, because when you get mogul, you get in trouble. There's new standards. <laughs> I kind of feel like people... I wanna, I'm a rapper. I kind of feel like people I know what comes with 50. Like, they kind of know what comes with you. Right, and because you've been very consistent. So you can't come to me and say, why did you say this when I've been saying this the entire time? Like, like, Google me. Huh? Yeah, yeah like Google, Google me. So 150 times I said that. <laughs> now, let me ask you guys this. When you finish filming <gasps> for the day, how long does it take to come down out of your character? Because I'm sure sometimes you get into character, and you're probably feeling really... Angry and 
you know, but did you criminalistic. Get right into the drugs and the booze. <laughs> so, no as long as it takes to come in. From what you're using. Yo, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Say that again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, a lot of the times, it's uh, it definitely for sure is a difficult process, you know, because even when you go back to the to the hotel and, and you're reading the scenes for the next day, you know, you still got to stay in that mindset. So, you know, a lot of the times when I'm home from a film, mm -hmm. I need like a week or two to, to to get it off me to get the the waking up early to be at set and and, and all those things like that to get that off and right. so it's probably until the next film until I got rid of Donnie you know until I got that 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 off me so it's 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 definitely a process it can be exhausting but Everybody up here is a professional. When, so, it comes when you to go that. back to the hotel, do you go by yourself? Because I heard you smashing every chick in Hollywood. Hold That's on. That's the word. Yeah. You know what? These yeah, are allegations. No, I heard this. All right, look. I heard you. No, 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 no. no, no, no. You, mean, you mean, bro. No, I heard that too. You mean. No, a lot of times if I got to get up early, you know I got to get up early. I can't be going. I got to go by myself. He just smashes a couple. <laughs> Gerard Butler said that. Well, the movie comes out January nineteenth, and we appreciate you guys for joining us. They oh, gotta go. We got, we got. I want to. I want to know about Optimum dropping stars, man. Yeah, yeah. I've been complaining about, about that for the past they week. Are, yeah. They're just renegotiating. They're mm -hmm. trying to get you know get it together before I start telling people to just switch. Okay, so I we're getting we're getting back. <laughs> I have Optimum. This is all, this is all day. We're gonna do this all day. Right? I was on the phone. Oh, yeah. I was on the phone. I called Optimum because I. I couldn't believe it. I'm, I actually have a cable box from mm -hmm. Optimum. Mm -hmm. I call them, and I'm like, I don't want this no more. Take this in the box, back wherever you want to put it, because it don't show me the, 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 my TV show. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah, I'm yeah. like, well, I'm on the phone for like 30 minutes almost mm -hmm. to get there. It's like a pre-tape thing that yeah, comes they're, on. Yeah, they're expecting it. Yeah, right. and then they're just, just waiting. You're sitting there waiting and waiting and waiting. Man, I'm, I don't want to change. I'm going to tell everybody to move to DirecTV if they don't have to fix the deal. Mm-hmm. Put me on power, man. You Put me on power, man. There you go. <laughs> Whoa, now we need it. That's, that's what I need. need. I need I What's good? That's what I needed to hear. Give me a gun. That American Gods on stars. American Gods is great. Put me on Amazing. I read the book by Neil Gaiman back in the day. Put him on Orange is the New Black. Well, there you have it. I'm down. The cast of Denim Thieves. I still got more questions. You got to come up here by yourself, O'Shea, one day. Hey, I'm waiting, man. As long as I get to kill Tommy. And Tommy who? Oh, he's talking about Pow. He <laughs> All right, it's the Breakfast Club. It's the cast of Dinner Thieves. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. You Thank heard. you. The Breakfast Club. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. Shout out to the cast of Dinner Thieves for joining us. Yes, 50 Cent, Gerard Butler, Porn Stash from Orange is the New Black. Pablo Schreiber. And Hoshea Jackson Jr. Mm hmm. Now, the looks dope, though. Yeah, I'm going to go check it out. I'm actually going to go see it tonight. I think they have like a little screen tonight. I'm going to go check well, it out. When you got a loaded cast like that, the movie better deliver. Better what? Deliver. Oh, what <laughs> you said. I wasn't committed to that. I wasn't committed to it. I got, gave up right before I said deliver. <laughs> well, let's get to the rumors. Let's, go, let's talk chloroseptic. Listen up. It's just the the Rumor Report with Angela It's the Rumor Report. The Breakfast Club. Well, 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 Eminem put out the Chloroseptic remix yesterday. And this is the version that does have 2 Chains on it. If you remember, 2 Chains got left off of the original version that's on the Revival album. Here is 2 Chains part. 
take him to church. I'm talking to Tabernacle. It's the return of the body snatcher. Walk in the spot, make my woman smack. Woo! In a fruit fight. I aim at your Adam's apple. Pull up in the candy car. Eating the candy bar. My girl eating the candy apple. Yo! I line the ass up. I aim at their goozer. All of these stones on my neck. They must have licked the Medusa. Pocket rebuke, of course. I draw some rims to court. I've been some twins before. I had a bins before. This is the sad report. This is the murder, murder, path the burner M. Your money's shorter than the acronym. Big body when I'm backing in. Lottie Dotty got a bunch of bodies. They get back and they're getting human tracked again. All right. Also, Fresher, of course, because he's on the original, is also on the remix. And here's uh, Fresher's part. Do me your favor, don't do me no favor. These bitches got papers, they all want this room, they do it no labor. They shopping in razors, they stinging like Kansas. At Hollywood, they play for the Lakers, they fighting the ladies. Cracks on the gators, they hot in my head. Poppy, my neighbor, we eat. That's a girl, lots of potatoes. You must be different than Yale. If you don't think on that dream, smack your own tits, it's a deal. It's a okay, though. Whipping a whip like it's real. Every track is a KO. It's a KO. Go off your head like a pill. Out of this world, so can nail. Excuse the jail. Don't be an a-hole. That's like I shoot it, that's you when I say something. All right, fresher. Okay, fresher. Not mad at that. Snap too. Now, let's get into Eminem's verse. It looks like he's been paying attention to what certain people have to say. Why can't you be like Macklemore? Huh? Why you always gotta smack a whore? Huh? It's likely the psychiatric wards. Huh? A last resort. Something's gotta give, that's for sure. Yet you keep coming back for more. Not as raw as I was. Walk on, water sucks. Bitch, suck my It cost all the track list and had it fit. Before you heard it, so you formed your verdict. While you sat with your arms crossed, did your little reaction videos and talked over songs. Nah, dog, y'all saying I lost it. You make marbles But nowadays, every flow, every cadence sound the same. Brings a powder cake. I draw inspiration out of hate. Well, Eminem absolutely smoked the chloroseptic remix, but Walk on Water was whack. And the revival album is mid-grade. I like Walk on Water. No, you don't. Yes, I do. I'm okay. pri- I, right. I definitely like Walk on Water. You like on Walk water. on Water, Envy? Nah, I didn't <laughs> really like Walk on Water. <laughs> I mean, I like it. It wasn't for me. I, th- I thought that was just a radio record, but I, I did like the chloroceptor. He killed the chloroceptor. He killed that. But art is subjective, though. Like, everything's not going to like... It just because you don't everybody's like Everybody's not going to like everything, everything. But uh, I thought Walk on Water was whack. I thought the revival album was weak. I do like the song with Alicia Keys, but Eminem absolutely smoked that chloroceptor agreement. Now, it, it looks like uh, he's talking about Joe Button on the song in particular. Uh, here's another Eminem part of Chloroceptic Remix. How many raps did I go through? Just spelled out, but you won't admit I smoked. And you were spellbound, hellbound in my snowsuit. But am I supposed to sound like everything else out? Because I don't get compared to it, only myself now. When I can see the fan with the fans and sales down. But the only way I care is if I let myself down. But what else have I woke to? Time to eat the vocals and dish out pro tools. I know you still want me to ill out, don't you? Hoping the old slam's gonna spill out. Open fire on your whole camp with the spit I'll roast you. So chill out, no, you hoes couldn't roast me with this shit I wrote you. Then I took a stand when it tan face and practically cut my nigga from all the fan base in half and still outsold you. You just called my bitch trash. Thank God I rap better when the odds are stacked. Revival's whack. I don't like the zombie track. And when he's talking that garbage, psychotic crap. What's your continent? What's with all the conscious rap? Pink, Beyonce, this, and Kalani, that. Wait, 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 now, what bizarre, you say about Joe Budden? No, I was going to say, well, we talked about critiquing his album with his arms crossed, like he was talking about him on Everyday Struggle, but Bizarre and Joe Button had a back and forth on social media, and Bizarre said, make sure you keep that same energy at Joe Button. Don't get quiet now, effing clown. And this was... Uh, Why somebody got to be a clown? Because they critiquing music, though. And then Bizarre said, it's a problem because you don't like the content. Where did jokes and went now? You shouldn't have dissed M. Now you should apologize. Now Joe Button said, Biz, I love you. I will also beat the dog-ish out of you in Detroit. What? Joe didn't say that. And then, yes, he did. He did. And, uh, yeah, and Bizarre said, this, 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 this disloyal... 
bitch ass and where Joe Button talking is. We should never let you come around the squad. We should have let Swift punch y'all ass when he had the chance. Why is he disloyal, though? Because he's critiquing music. Isn't that what you want? He said, never bite the hand that feeds you. I never like you anyway, chump. Come on, man. Man, my Amber went crazy. How could I be down? I remember that. See, y'all want a bunch of yes men around y'all. Shouldn't you, if you if you had people in the studio with you that actually told you that the music sucked while you was doing it, then you wouldn't have put out music that sucked. See, but it's the thing, though. See, What's the thing? And, and I kind of get it, right? And, and I agree with you. If 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 Joe wanted to say he didn't like the album or there was a problem with the album, you should have called him directly. Why? That's his don't, guy. Don't that's his somebody. That guy. That's his man. That's his people. If you that's like if okay. I don't like something that you do, right? I'm going to call you and be like, oh, Charlotte. Or am I, I going like to go on? Or, or am I going to go? You're coming on the radio with it. Yeah, I would, shut though. Up. I mean, because right, I'm a radio. Okay, yeah, then. So yeah. am I. Yeah, and guess yeah, what? Yeah, right. Whether y'all like yeah, it or not, right. Joe yeah, Budden right. is a media guy now. So when you're a media guy, you have to speak about things that are going on in the media. That's what his are you guy. talking he about? He should have called him first. No. That's man. his I, guy. He I, signed I do to feel Eminem. like have a conversation. Oh, God. That he signed and that's to why him. the industry sucks. No, that's not and why that's the industry And that's why so much garbage comes out. And that's why your people got all these No, the problem is that people have real relationships with people, and sometimes ratings matter more to people than real relationships. I don't care about the relationships. I don't have any. And that's why. And you know well, why? You. Because you have to be of the people or of the industry. And when you're of the people, you're going to always speak the way that regular people speak. There's certain people that you won't say bad things about, like though, who? just because Tell you me. worked with one. them or who? they gave you an opportunity who? that you won't go in on who? and tell all the truth who? about. Who? Tell me who. I already know for a fact. Who are these people? I would like to know. Who? Who? Wendy? You talking about Wendy? It can't be her. Would you talk about negative about Wendy? Yes, I have. He said he would. Haven't mm, I? Not Here. like you would if it was somebody else. Ooh, I need to know But anyway, names. I'm Angela Yee, and that's your rumor report. Gosh. You got to be of the industry of the people. Because mm-hmm. when you're of the industry, you're going to be like this, compromising yourself and your opinions for what? It's just music. It is. It's just music. But if that's your guy, give your oh, guy a call. Please. Stop it. I mean, maybe you did. I don't know. Anyway. Nope. Charlie. Mm-hmm. Who are you giving that down? Uh, everyone who is attempting to label genuine is transphobic. They need to come to the front of the congregation. We'd like to have a word with them, please. All right. We'll talk about this when we come back. Donkey Today's up next. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. You get donkey of the day. Yeah, you dumb ass. You get donkey of the day. Yeah, you dumb ass. You are a donkey. It's time for donkey of the day. Donkey of the day, huh? I'm going to fatten all that shit around your eye. Man. They want this man to throw them blows, man. They wait for Charlemagne to tap these gloves. Let's go. They had to make a judgment of who was going to be on the donkey of the day. They chose you. Yes. The Breakfast Club, bitches. Who's donkey of the day today? Yes, donkey of the day for Tuesday, January 9th goes to everyone who is attempting to label genuine as transphobic because he rejected the advances of celebrity Big Brother star India Willoughby. Now, I was reading an article on Pink News. Uh, the headline is CBB's India Willoughby branded a victim after being rejected by genuine. Now, Pink News is based out of the UK, and one line in the article says, speaking to the rapper, Willoughby asked, would you go out with a transsexual woman? First of all, Pink News, every black musician in America is not a rapper. Okay, Genuine, along with Timberland, is the architect of the fat white woman's national anthem, Pony. Drop on the clues bombs for Genuine, damn it. Okay, he is an R&B singer, and he will be respected as such. Knock it off. Now, back to the matter at hand. India Willoughby asked Genuine, would you go out with a transsexual woman? Honest question uh, led to a nice, healthy conversation. In fact, let's listen to some of the conversation and listen to where it went left. Let's throw the celebrity big brother to hear what happened. 
Is, would you go yes. out with a transsexual woman? I don't, I don't know. Personality for me is this. I mean, it's see, easy to say. See, for me, this is, this is the problem because I think I feel that a lot of guys would not go out with somebody like me, even though I'm a woman. Mm -hmm. because no, they, some they, would, they, though. I think that we live in such a binary world where people think there's two options of gay and straight. Yeah, and yeah. I think they think, oh, I'm days. having sex with a woman who's, who's trans. The world's a buffet. Therefore, right. I'm yeah, gay. And I think that's Ten why five. these conversations are important. And then I believe it's your choice, too. Like, exactly. I, I would choose not to like that doesn't make me like uh but you, would scared. Go, you would go uh, out with another woman would i go out with you would, another you would, a you would, woman you would go out a with woman. a woman yes of course but you wouldn't go out with a transsexual no. woman no Today's i'm a work. woman right okay forget about any t's or anything in front of it i'm just a woman okay, okay. so on that okay. score you would date me wouldn't you not if you told me you was tra trans no no i'm not telling you i'm trans i'm a woman <laughs> a so woman you would, yeah really a woman woman, woman, woman woman yeah go let's have a kiss i think all the spoken things that you can read into both those responses oh, there I mean, come on. illustrate my case 100 percent here's the thing genuine is getting all kinds of backlash people calling him transphobic i don't think he was being transphobic at all if a black woman says i don't date white men does it make her prejudice no it means she has a preference hell me charlemagne the god i've been hit on by gay men and rejected their advances does that make me homophobic no it makes me married now i know what you're thinking well, if you weren't a married man, would you give a gay guy a shot? Probably not, okay? We probably would still reject the advance. I just don't see what a man could say to me to get me up out of my box of brief. briefs, okay? All right? I just haven't heard the right words, all right? All right, a little slick-talking player hasn't pulled up on me with the right game yet to get me out of these size 34 fruit of the loop. So now, you're not counting it out, though. <laughs> I'm married, sir. Now, the problem I have with this whole situation has nothing to do with India Willoughby being transsexual. In fact, I thought it was a healthy dialogue, and I think you should have those type of conversations with people who are different from you. That's actually what I live for. But the problem I have is at the end of this clip, when India Willoughby tries to put her arms around Genuine and ask Genuine to give her a kiss. Let me hear just that part. You would date me, wouldn't you? Not if you told me you was trans. No, no, I'm not telling you I'm trans. I'm a woman. <laughs> a so woman, you, yeah, really, a woman. You would date woman, me, then. woman, woman, yeah. Go on, let's have a kiss. <laughs> now, we are in the midst of a cultural revolution with Time's Up, Me Too. Women are rebelling against sexual assault, sexual harassment, unwanted sexual advances in the workplace. Now, what I saw in this video was a man and a woman at work having a conversation, and then the conversation took an inappropriate turn because India Willoughby made an unwanted sexual advance towards Genuine. Let's switch the roles. What would the conversation be if Genuine, mid-conversation, tried to put his arms around a woman tried to kiss her, and then when he was rejected, tried to shame said woman and make the woman feel bad for rejecting her. What if, what if, what if the optics were different, okay? I thought that's what we were trying to eliminate all across the board. Is that not the reason people are wearing black as a show of solidarity against that kind of behavior? I don't care what gender a person is. Right is right, wrong is wrong. You can't go around trying to kiss on whoever you want, whenever you want, regardless of what your gender is, period. Was Genuine not being sexually harassed on TV? Was Genuine not being sexually assaulted on TV? Yes, he was. And if someone tries to hug you and kiss you and you don't want them to hug you and kiss you, you can reject their advances and making someone believe they can't reject your advances because they will receive backlash, then that is exactly why there is a Time's Up movement and a Me Too movement going on right now. Please give everyone mad at Genuine for rejecting India Willoughby's advances. The biggest hee-haw, please. I'm just saying, right is right, wrong is wrong. Right, you can't just try to kiss somebody or 
think somebody is forced to kiss you just because they want to prove a point. Just because of anything. If I don't want to kiss you, don't yeah, kiss me. Don't touch me. If I don't want you to touch me, don't touch me. Keep your hands to yourself. Keep your mouth to yourself. Simple. I thought that's mm-hmm. what this was all about. I thought this what this Time's Up Me Too movement was all about. Period. All right. All right. Well, thank you for that donkey today. Mm-hmm. Now, just questions. So, never mind. What? Uh, no, because he said nobody has slick talked him out of those boxes yet. <laughs> I would look at. I like to look at things from all angles. Okay, Uh-oh. that's all I'm saying. All right, <laughs> all right, all right. So you like the top angle or the bottom angle? Maybe the back so, angle. I don't know. All right, all right, all right. right. All right. Everybody what? knock it off. All, all right. right, got me sounding like Paul from Drink Champs. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, knock it. All off. right, all okay. right. Now we, call Envy Daddy. Nope. When we come back, they got it. What is it? Is it Mac Daddy? Right? Is it Mac Daddy? Anyway, when we come back, we gonna party. <laughs> we gonna party. <laughs> you ain't party with me yet. Huh? You ain't party with me yet. Take him shot. <laughs> Londell McMillan, the owner of the Source Magazine, will be joining us. The Breakfast Club is on the cover of the Source. We're gonna talk to him. So don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. We got some special guests in the building. Well, I should say a special guest in the building. Yes, sir. Londell okay, McMillan. Okay. Hey, happy new year. Happy new year. <laughs> Londell is the jack of all trades. He's an entertainment attorney, mm-hmm. but he uh, is the editor. No, no, you're not the editor-in-chief. You're the owner of the source. Owner. Yes. Oh, yeah. That's the difference. Yes. That means I take out the trash. That's that means, right. you know, yeah, I pay yeah, the yeah. bills. You, exactly. you know, I try to make sure I oversee editorial, try to build out digital, everything. Well, he's a friend of ours. As you can see, we are on the cover of the Source Power 30 issue. One oh, of the, one of the let's covers. give him a hand for that. Let's give him a hand for that. Listen, I don't care what nobody says. Like, you know, if you grew up in a certain era, the Source still means something. And to be on the cover, the Source still means something to me. Deal. We appreciate it. It's not only huge for the culture. You know, DJs and radio personalities are very, very important and have always been very, very important. And I don't think they've ever really got their fair share of um, looks, mm-hmm. right? And so for us putting us on, the co- you guys on the cover uh, was a statement that not only are y'all just been amazing mm-hmm. for five consecutive years, number one, four million listeners uh, each and every day, over 80 markets in 150 countries. It's it's not only really a credit to, to you all, it's not, not about friendship. You know, it's about you guys just having amazing success, and we congratulate you. We so, appreciate salute. that. Thank you yeah, so much, Lando. That means a lot to all of us, because I would have never imagined, like I said on Twitter, that I'd ever be on the cover of The Source. Yes. So it's not something I ever envisioned in my life. Well, but I do have to ask a question. Yes, yes. This quality is not the usual source quality on the cover of this one right here. Who said that, though? Where do you get that? The logo is the same logo that we always have on the logo. The picture is not the, the same. Look at this. Look at this quality picture, and look at this quality picture. <laughs> Let's look, look at the look quality. At the you can see the difference. You know, we tried to put a filter. We tried to put, a, like, a cool filter on it, right. and it kind of just brought you a little into the orange land. Gotcha. So we wanted to do something cool, but we also wanted to make it look like 1997. That's what I was going to ask. So right. in 1997, that's we made it closer to what it looks like in 97. So I saw a little comments out there about, wow, this looks like yesterday. That was the intent. All you idiots. No, sir, let's talk about that for a second. <laughs> there were so many people on social media saying this looks like a 1990s throwback cover. It says right there at the top. Special edition throwback cover. We 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 redid the firm source cover from 1997. Yes. 1997. Come on, man. That's I put right. a part in my head for a reason. That's why there's a part in my head. I'm like, to yes. match AZ's part. Yes, we yes. can't be this stupid. Can't we? Yeah, it's just not normally there. Well, can let we me, be this stupid as a people? Well, let me tell you something. Yes. As, as a people yes. and, and, and otherwise, 
success brings critique. That's a fact. You know, it's a beautiful thing. It comes from low levels. It comes from even the most high levels. Yes. Success brings critique. It's mm-hmm. all part of the game. Malcolm X said, if you don't have no critics, you likely have no success. There you go. Now, what's the significance of the covers, man? Because this is Dr. Dre and Jimmy Iovine, billionaires. <laughs> and you got these guys. <laughs> barely making Future it. billionaires. Barely making Future it. Just scrapping pennies together. Like, why are these two on the cover? Well, one made a billion dollars. The other made billions of views. <laughs> okay. True, true. <laughs> okay. It's a billion we'll dollar it. cover. We'll no, no. But the, the significance is power in all respects, right? Um, again, starting starting with you guys. I mean, I, you know, this is, again, the fifth consecutive year. I take a lot of, I take a lot of flack for acknowledging your work. But, you know, men lie, women lie, numbers don't lie. Um, and the influence of of what you all have done is is amazing, and it's not just it's not just you guys, but you guys represent the the, uh, the best of it as a collective team. I always come up here and talk about the importance of a team. You guys put y'all team together so they can have group and individual success. But there are other people, whether it's Greg Street in Atlanta, Bushman in Detroit, Bay Bay in Dallas, all of these people work and they get up every day. You, you know, you got people here in this market, obviously, who also you know put in their work. But you all have represented the best of it. And I wanted to acknowledge the radio DJs. Respect to Dre and, and, and um, Jimmy Iovine. What can you say? Right. I mean, what can you say about these these guys? These guys have done it and reinvented themselves in multiple ways. and The defiant ones. The defiant ones became the giant ones. And yeah. interestingly enough, Jimmy Iovine announced it. Well, he didn't announce it yet, but... They did announce in Billboard that he's going to be stepping away, stepping down from Apple yes. uh, later on this year. Now, what the hell does that mean? They said because his, his shares are fully vested, so he can finally cash out, basically? Well, yeah, basically, you know, when you do a major acquisition such as the one that uh, Apple uh, made uh, of Beats, typically you you add in a clause in a covenant for the key executives to remain a part of the company for a period of time so they can continue the success of the company. If you buy a major company and you cut off the, the executive team, you, you lose a lot of institutional business knowledge, right? And so there, there are agreements that they had to have in place to allow them to stay. But Jimmy kind of alludes to um, what his future may be and what inspires him, uh, as well as Dre. And I think it's a very power, powerful uh, conversation between he and I in terms of what power is. My first question was, what is power to you? He says, well, I think it's not about power. It's more about just being great. And if you're great, you have power. Mm. No matter where you work, what you do, um, if you go into a situation with someone with more power, but you're great at what you do, then you have to be respected. They're going to respect you because if, if they don't, someone else will. All right, we have more with Londell McMillan. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We have the owner of The Source, Londell McMillan, in the building. Charlamagne? Now, now what, what did Hove mean on 444 when he said Londell McMillan must be colorblind? You have to ask Hove about what he meant. I would only be speculating on what would make a wise man who's an incredible artist who's known me probably 35, 40 years, we grew up in a similar neighborhood, what he would make something about being colorblind would mean when I've been like an activist and a community organizer uh, and a civil rights, human rights leader and advocate and champion for artists in in this culture longer than anybody I know. Will you handle Prince's, Prince's estate? Yeah, I, yes. think, I think Hove was upset over, I guess, the handling of Prince's estate, because the line after that was, um, the guy had slave written on his face. Do you think he wanted his masters with his masters? Well, again, you have to ask Hove, because I was the guy who got slave off his face. 
Prince hired me. Prince hired me to get him out of the contract with Warner Brothers, mm-hmm. and he called me the Emancipator. Mm. And I asked Prince when I first met him, "How do we get that slave off your face?" Mm-hmm. Prince said, "You get me free, I'll take slave off my face." By the way, he never used to look at people directly in the eye. Mm-hmm. He didn't know well. And then he looked me in the eye and said, "You get me free, I'll take slave off my face." So then I said to my brother, I said, because I'm 26 years old, I'm nothing to lose mm-hmm. from the street. I said, freedom's not free. You think Harriet Tubman and Sojourner Truth, Frederick Douglass just woke up one day and said they want free? We're going to have to fight for freedom. He says, I'm ready to fight. We went and we were successful. I went from his lawyer to his manager to his partner. You know, the facts are clear. We had a historic relationship. The legacy is just unprecedented. Mm-hmm. The things we achieve, everyone who knows the business acknowledges. So you have to ask him about that. You know, again, he's making an album, it's clever lyrics, but factually, um, it, it it didn't have the merit. But, you know, again, I knew that brother for a long time, and I've refrained from being critical of him for a long time. Y'all from the same hood. Probably, Marcy. Right? Well, he, Marcy, he's Marcy. I'm Tompkins next door. Sumner's right behind it. We, we're all back-to-back, same really junior high that. school, same junior high school. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm so happy for his success. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they got this thing called Family Feud. When the family feuds, we all, wins. nobody wins. Right. In many respects, we have to see ourselves as a family. Mm-hmm. Particularly when you know each other. You know, he's got children. I mean, he even came to my daughter's baby shower back mm-hmm. in the day. We all, we know each other. Mm-hmm. We're not best of friends by any stretch. But when the family feuds, nobody wins. For me you- taking shots at Jay back would have been something that would have just continued to rumble. And I think we got to show conflict resolution better than that, you know? Have y'all spoke since then? Like, did y'all speak at all? Like, because, I mean, he he even said that, you know, that he was upset because y'all sold tickets to walk through Prince's house. Did did you have anything to do with that? Well, yeah, I actually advised. First of all, I wasn't the lawyer. I was the business manager of the estate Mm -hmm. at that time, okay? I now manage uh, half of the heirs of the estate. But anyone that knew Prince really knew that Prince left instructions to leave Paisley Park as a museum. He left instructions to at least 20, 30 people. Mm. So that was a fact. I mean, in fact, he started writing out the plans for that. So everything was what he explicitly said he wanted done. With respect to Paisley Park. Mm -hmm. Regrettably, he didn't leave a will because that way it would have ended a lot of conversations. You know, again, you got to ask Jay what, what he meant and ask the people who probably advised Jay. You know, I believe, I believe, I believe Jay probably was getting misinformation and information because, you know, Jay usually doesn't get pressed by things like that. From what I, what I've seen in in my, my dealings with him, he's usually a very cool, uh, cool guy. And, you know, again, I wanted to keep, keep any beefs directly, but if he wants to talk about it privately or publicly, you want to come up here and talk about it? We can have that conversation. Was it state suing title at one time? Yeah. Now, why was that? Because we all seen Prince Withhold, and I thought he wanted his music through title, and then when he passed, it was suing him. It's my understanding, um, and I haven't seen all the agreements, my understanding that Prince made a deal with him, a deal for a couple of albums. But not for his whole entire catalog. But not for the whole entire catalog, to my knowledge, but that was the estate. you got to ask the state lawyers and his lawyers. I think perhaps what happened is some suggested that because there was a lawsuit, that my hands and fingerprints were all... All, all on that. Mm-hmm. But again, you have to ask him. Um, but I can just tell you this. If if um, 
anybody leaves their family in the state, you should want somebody like me making sure that we are protecting it and monetizing it so your family doesn't lose it, right? You don't create, we, we created almost $100 million. The same kid who went to junior high school with him created almost $100 million in less than nine months so that the IRS don't back up a big yellow truck to the purple building and take his assets. You know, who does that? You know, so so when people talk about seeing green and the purple eyes, me being able to generate revenue and make money, that's a great thing. Because typically when I came into the business, they said you had to go to the white lawyers in order to make money and get deals. Mm-hmm. So when I make money for, me, for my clients, that should be celebrated. That shouldn't be, you know, ridiculed. Mm. What are your thoughts about Russell Simmons? Because I'm sure you know him. I love and, Russell Simmons. And you the, know the, the, everything that's <clears throat> happening with him, step, having to step away from his businesses. Well, I think that when when things come up from many many years ago, um, I think that you know you've got to look at first of all what happened, and you, people have to take responsibility. So for him stepping down and taking responsibility, I think it was the right thing for him to do. It's interesting that you know one of the people who claimed that he did something that did something wrong is a very was a client and a very close friend of mine as well. <clears throat> But at the same time, people make mistakes. They have to learn from it. The time is up for those mistakes, and people have to be responsible. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Russell may be one of many, many people in power, and that goes back to the Power of 30 issue. We got a big story on that, on what's the reasonable standard, legal standard, and just social standard on how you deal with each other. That's a big story in that, a big, big story. Um, how do you deal with it, though? Because, I mean, legally, there's nothing Russell can do to prove he didn't do it. He says he didn't do anything. And in the court of public opinion, there's nothing he can do to prove he didn't do it either. Well, the way lawsuits work is that the plaintiff has to bring the first uh, set of of complaints. Right. They have to start, and then you have to rebut that with an answer. So depending on what these people may bring will determine how he responds. But I'm I'm not in his case, and I'm not a sexual harassment lawyer. Um, But... I think that these things are going to work themselves out, and I think that this is a very powerful and important cultural moment. Uh, I'm very glad that it's here. You know, I have a daughter, um, and even if I didn't, right is right. And, you know, putting anybody in a situation where uh, they feel trapped and beat down um, is inappropriate. Um, and I, I think that this is a this is an amazing time. But I do want to say that um, there were so many others that actually abused the power um, and we need to... Did you see what Oprah said? Let's oh, give a shout-out to her. Let's give a hand to Oprah. <laughs> what she did was amazing. Uh, and um, I just think not only is she, is she right, but I think uh, what the sisters did with the Women's March right after Trump mm-hmm. was um, elected, you know, uh, and we give a shout-out to uh, Tamika Mallory, Linda Sarsour, Carmen Perez, Janae Ingram, and all of the women who put in that work. Um, it's just it's just the right time to say enough is enough, and it's been time right. for enough is enough. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you, Londell. Thank you to everybody at well, the thank source. Thank you. Thank you, for, yeah, for everybody for supporting us. We definitely appreciate that. Oh, you and got it. the source right now. It's on your newsstands. And thank you again for joining us. Thank you. It's always a pleasure. All right. It's The Breakfast Club. Londell McMillan. God bless. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Joe Button. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. On the Breakfast Club. So listen up. Nah, 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 nah.
Well, we talked this morning about Joe Button versus Bizarre. They had a back and forth, and that's Bizarre from D12. And this is all over Joe Button trashing Eminem's album Revival. Well, now 50 Cent has posted a picture of Joe Button and said that was a bad idea. Look, you got a little ass whooping coming. It's not a big deal. You will get over it. Hashtag Den of Thieves. <laughs> January 19th. I know Eminem is your guy, but if anyone <laughs> should understand critique of other people's art, it's 50 Cent. Okay? Come on. Who doesn't 50 Cent get at when he needs to get at somebody about their music or their clothes or whatever? Why are we acting like Joe Budden said something personal about, personal about Eminem? And, and when he does, everybody's mad at Fifth. Yeah, well, okay. I'm just saying, if the music is <laughs> whack, it's whack. All right? M album was mid-grade. Walk on Water was whack to some people. I don't see the problem. And this is exactly why you have to be of the people and not of the industry. Because when you're of the industry, they feel like you can't critique their art. All right. Well, we'll talk more about that later. Now, let's talk about Dr. Dre and Jimmy Iovine. They could make $700 million when that Apple stock vest. They already got quite a bit of money. They got uh, $400 million in stock back in 2014. But now they could be worth even more. That's all because of a 19% average rise over three and a quarter years. Yeesh. Yeah, it's no joke, right? The drop on the clues bombs for Dr. Dre and Jimmy Iovine. Absolutely. Never forget uh, 50 Cent once said, F Jimmy Iovine. <laughs> Yeah, he was upset about this <laughs> headphones deal situation. I'm just saying. If I remember mm -hmm. properly. All right, Yo Gotti has previewed a snippet of Cardi B, a collaboration that he has with her. Now, he went on his Instagram Live to preview that single. We don't know what the name of the song is, but we put together just so you can hear some highlights of what he put on his live. She only VIP cause she love to promote All right, that's just, it's on Instagram Live, so it's not too clear, clear. for you Yeah, Cardi B got a lot of music out now, man. Mm -hmm. She's working. That Bruno Mars song, though, man. I don't want to be petty, but do you think Nicki Minaj is mad your guy didn't call her for that feature? Nah, she already did rake it up. She I'm already just did the saying, first they, one. She they, did the first one. They got a nice little track record Five going with features. Chick. I'm just saying. Nah, she did the first I one. I don't know. You sure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You she sure Nicki not feeling nah, a little way? I, 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 that's so. like, she is she gonna be? One. Is he going to be mad at her if she does a collaboration with somebody else besides him? I mean, uh, it is what it is. But they do those kind of records together, though. That kind of, sound like the kind of record that traditionally Yo Gotti and Nicki Minaj have done But they got one on this album. They got rake it up on this I'm just, listen, I'm just throwing so. things out there. I'm just you know, throwing so. things against the petty wall, seeing what sticks. No, no, because everybody <laughs> does collaborations, but other artists, you're not so. only obligated to work with one person. All right, now, Kanye did something great. A uh, user by the name of, of Debbie revealed what Kanye did. He did a good deed. She said, this girl in my town had cancer, and Kanye called her a couple of days ago to rap for her. I think Kim was there, too. Wasn't even blasted on social media or anything. She passed yesterday. I have so much respect for him, though, That's making dope. her happy in the last moments. Isn't hey, that a beautiful drop thing? Drop one of those bombs for Kanye West. I think I'm ready for Kanye this year. I think I'm ready for a 2018 Yeezy season. Right. Now, according to Debbie, she said that it was Kanye's fan side, Team Kanye Daily, that helped make that phone call possible. All right. LeVar Ball's Big Baller brand got an F rating from the Better Business Bureau. Now, they're saying that they received 32 formal complaints and 44 negative customer reviews with zero positive reviews. And they're saying that it's just the company doesn't offer refunds. One person said, I purchased two items and was told there would be a one to two week delay. I've been waiting six weeks now. And when I asked why it was taking so long, I was called a small baller. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever get your stuff that you ordered, Charlemagne? 
No, I still haven't gotten my slides. <laughs> I definitely ordered a pair of big ball of slides. I haven't received them yet. It'll, it'll come in soon. It's a small company. They're starting, so... They got to respond to people, leeway. though. That's one of the main things. At least, like, respond and be like, listen, you know, your shipment will be there in six weeks. Sorry for the delay. You can't not respond. That's what they told me. They told me I wanted to be in a couple weeks, so I ain't tripping. I wanted, you know. All right. Well, well some I, people haven't about been... About summer, at least. I guess getting any response. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. Now, uh, shout to Revolt. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Everybody else, let's start the mix off with that chloroseptic remix featuring Fresher and Two Chains. All right, we'll get that on now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning.